This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show today, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at www.compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Before we get started today, though, I'd like to welcome my co-host, the always effervescent Tony Shore. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Bubbly. Uh, I know what it means. Oh, okay. Come on. Come on. Do yeah. You, do yeah. you know what bubbly means? I can break it down further. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, but thank you for the wonderful intro, Matt. Great oh. to be here with you. You're looking good as always. Uh, you're a great liar. I just look thank across you. over at you and think, this guy is made for radio. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So um, it's always a beautiful day here in Fairfield, isn't it? Sure it is. <laughs> I sure love it. it is. I love it. I love it. And it's always a beautiful day here on uh, Compass Financial Radio, right? Yes, on the Financial Compass. Yes, it the is. The Financial Compass. That's right. So what are we talking about today? Uh, so what we're going to talk about today, let's get to this. Uh, you know, we are, we're always given different financial advice, and usually it can be lumped into two phrases, either spend less or save more. And a lot of financial experts either focus on what could have been saved or, or what's been spent. But today, we're going to let's focus on the positive stuff. Today, in this today's episode, let's look at a group of Americans who've recently cut their spending. And I'll tell you what, Tony, that group's larger than you think. Oh, wow. Focusing on the positive, Matt. I like it. Always, though. Really, I love it. We yes, can, that's right? good. So where do we start? Well, let's start, as we always do, by mentioning the source of for the information fueling today's discussion. Uh, you know, it should just be able to be us. But let's talk about a, a study that was done. Uh, there was one, some data from the Motley Fool in a July 29th. 2019 article, uh, 33% of Americans slashed their spending this past year. Here's how you can do it. Now, we'll look at each of the three tips from the article in depth, but first, what are some of the reasons you think people might be looking to cut back on expenses? Well, I think that's a good question. I mean, to have more money to spend on pizza, I would assume, but Usually. I, I imagine the possibilities are endless. What does the article say, Matt? So the reason cited in the article, uh, loss of job or income, newly acquired debt, and a fear of possible future downturn in the economy. It's likely that you've encountered some, maybe even all of these scenarios and motivations. And even if you're lucky enough to avoid these factors, these tips hopefully can still be valuable for your own personal finances. Well, and hopefully to keep it positive, uh, a lot of our listeners are not dealing with any of those difficult circumstances, but it happens to the best of us. Uh, and just in case, what's the first tip? Well, the first tip is follow a budget. Right, so uh oh, you use the B word. It is a B word. Well, you know, there's there's two ways to look at a budget. A budget should have a savings plan, but it should also have a spending plan. 
Yeah. A budget doesn't have to be just a bad thing. It can be, let's, if we're going to keep it positive, a budget does account for your spending and even spending on things you want. But you can easily create one by looking through your recent bank credit card statements. Some of your monthly expenses will be obvious. You know, you, you know your rent, you know your mortgage, uh, you know car student loan payments are likely to be consistent amount each month. But what's, what, what are you spending dining out, going out, you know, What's your daily coffee add up to each week or month? What's your bagel habit look like? Uh, you know, those questions can help you identify your categorized spending. And once you've identified those categories, you can really begin to create your budget, that spending plan, that savings plan, and it'll really allow you to identify the areas where you can reduce some of your spending. Well, and it's amazing how some of these expenses add up to a large amount over the course of a month or a year. I mean, these daily expenses add up after, over time. Yeah, and I, I really think there's a couple of that. One, in this digital world, everybody has a card. Rarely do they have a pocket full of cash anymore. And right. So there's a lot of people that just really don't realize what they're spending is. Anyway. Right, and now they've made it even easier. Some people just use the, the touch pay on the phone. So you just hold up your phone. Yeah. You yeah. pay for something. And so it doesn't even seem real for most people anymore. Right. And spending that seemingly isn't as big takes up a large part of our budget. The, yeah. the big expenses like car loan payments, rent, mortgage, they're easy to notice. There's a chance you're spending just as much in other categories that don't get as much attention. So subscriptions are automatically new. Always something I advise clients, friends, family to keep an eye on. Now, are you still using that app or service you bought last year? Still going to the gym? You know, there's all these things that you're paying for. Even Man, you, I haven't exercised since the Carter administration. <laughs> you know that. Even if you deleted these apps months ago, it's possible you might still be getting charged for access you aren't currently using. Maybe you financed the phone, which is a good way to do it now. You know, they'll they'll yeah. do it, or a popular way anyway. Long after that phone would have been paid off, they're still charging you a monthly fee for that yes. phone if you've kept your phone for a while. Yep. You know, things like talked about the gym. What about entertainment services? Cable, they have introductory periods. Then those periods can end. Your costs can double, triple sometimes. Uh, sometimes you might not even notice. And so even if you've already established a budget, it's a good practice to review your statements, watch for any irregularities in billing. Yeah. And that's a great idea. I've caught that too. I mean, we've, my wife and I are guilty of that. Once in a while, we'll realize, wow, we're still being billed for some Microsoft Live account yeah. <laughs> that our that our son doesn't even use anymore, hasn't used in years. How about that Club Penguin account for my kids? <laughs> yeah. I don't think Club Penguins existed in years, and we're still paying a fee, I think. There's your $7 a month. Disney and Microsoft <laughs> getting all my money. I don't even know why I'm paying them every month. But it is a good idea. And there, these surprise transactions it can show up in pretty much anyone's monthly expenses. So it's best to be alert just in case. Yeah, it is. And so here's another thing I'd like to mention, shopping lists. If you make a budget, you know, shopping lists very much like that could be a helpful way to avoid overspending. If it's not on the list, it doesn't go in the cart. It doesn't matter if the cart is physical or digital. It can almost feel like a challenge or a game. Eh, probably not, but it could to make sure you follow your shopping list and stay within your budget. But, you know, putting that on paper makes you much more likely to stick to it. Oh, I think it actually can be a fun challenge because... I, I don't know many people who can go to the store and only get what's on their list. I'm not one of those people. I always come up with stuff. But to only get what's on your list, not get even one little thing that's yeah. not on there, that's <laughs> it, tough. It all depends on how much you like being in the store. If you don't like being in the store, it's an easy way to stay on track and blow right out of there, too. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that's the way you would be. You want to get out of there. So uh, you have better things to do, I'm sure. And uh, these are great tips for cutting spending, but uh, let's let our listeners know right now, Matt, how they can get a hold of you, set up a complimentary strategy session to talk about their spending, 
and where their money is at? Sure. You call 203-454-5970 or 800-339-9252. Or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. And you know, if you visit us online, I actually highly suggest going to the top left-hand corner of the page, fill out the color of money risk analysis. It's a great way to get what your attitudes are. It's an 11-question self-assessment questionnaire. It's really simple to do. The answers are pre-populated for you. You click one of four buttons. You do it. 11 times and you have a great starting point and then you come in you sit down you talk to us complimentary no cost no obligation and we'll talk about some of these topics especially something like a budget easy yeah. way to get started all right and just a reminder you are listening to the financial compass with our host matt brunner and myself your co-host tony shore and uh, today matt you've been talking about cutting back on spending and you've given us some tips from that 2019 article from this year from the motley fool it sounds like a goofy site but I know we use it as a source a lot because they have a lot of great things on there. And it's basically a third of Americans slashed their spending this past year. Uh, and in the first segment, you touched on how making a budget can impact our spending. And I really like how you mentioned making a shopping list and sticking with it. I know that uh, we all fall into that impulse buying uh, once in a while. What's another tip from the article? So another one's to reduce your excess spending is to Avoid spending for fun, not on fun, but for fun, spending for fun. Oh, so is there another reason to spend? Well, you know, so <laughs> a lot of people fall into two categories when it comes to shopping, necessities and entertainment. You know, necessities rarely provide an opportunity for savings, but entertainment may be an area to cut back on. So in modern life, online shopping's become extremely easy, convenient. Some days it's, some cases it's maybe, you know, too easy, too convenient as well. But shopping only for essentials can help cut back on some of your spending activity. So now don't browse for things you may not need just for the fun of it. Don't go window shopping. Right. You know, spend may, maybe spending some time with a book, God forbid, or a <laughs> newspaper if you can afford Ooh. one these days. Wow. Uh, can can help you event, uh, avoid those spending temptations. Yeah. I have to say I'm a huge avid reader. Yes. Of course, I admit I, I've switched to audiobooks mainly so I can listen in the car and after my wife and kids go to bed. You've always been a great listener. Anyway, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> not even remotely true. What? <laughs> yeah, well, other people are talking. I'm just thinking about what I can say. Uh, no, no. I love, I love to read, though, and that is a great advice. Uh, you pick up a book. Man, books have become – there's some amazing authors out there. I, I just wanted to get a plug in for books, uh, especially audiobooks make it so much easier. But, yeah, now uh, I believe you have another tip from that Motley Fool article, though, right? You believe correctly, Tony. Uh, one more tip from the article. We'll turn our attention to another source. The final, the final tip: hide your credit cards. Uh, this bit of advice has been popular in recent discussions about personal finance. Sure, I've even read some outlandish suggestions to avoid using your credit cards. You know, things like locking them away, giving them to a partner or a third party for safekeeping, or freezing them in a block of ice. It could be extreme. Uh, but no matter what types of steps you take to avoid using them, reducing your credit card spending can be very valuable. Interest charges can compound quickly, can eat away at even more of your income. Now, I will say a great way to get at the heart of your budget is put all your spending on your credit card for a month or two, and then you will have a literally absolutely perfectly detailed account of all your spending for those months. Yes. And you can go from there. Don't spend beyond your means on credit. That's the big dangerous one. Yeah, that's so, bad. Not paying it off each month. But seriously, freezing your credit cards 
in a block of ice. Yeah, uh, that's, that, it's extreme. <laughs> that that's, seems ridiculous. That's more extreme than that green soda. <laughs> so yeah, I, you're not going to mention Mountain Dew. I I by didn't name know if we could plug them. You know, I don't know if that. Oh would, sure, we yeah. can. Okay, yeah, we don't. And we're then not, we're not offending will... a sponsor by any means. Well, no, we're. But I'll tell you what, we could gain one <laughs> Who knows? if we mentioned Mountain Dew a few times so on the folk. Could we Mountain get a Dew's free extreme. case? What Mountain Dew? Did you say? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's extreme. It is extreme. I said Mountain Dew. You said Mountain Dew. Okay. And uh, even diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> so, you know, the thought is you can't use that uh, that credit card in the ice cube till it melts. So that's pretty extreme. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it gives you more time to c- consider the expense you're going to have. The ultimate anti-impulse buying tactic, you know, that might be an extreme example like Mountain Dew. But almost nothing <laughs> should be out of the question when it comes to managing your spending. Now, in fact, we're going to now turn our attention to another resource from MotleyFool.com. This was a study that was published. It was March of 2019, and it's called The Most Wasteful Spending Habits Among Americans. And the study highlights some of the lowlights, if you will, of wasteful spending. They served, they surveyed, I'm sorry, more than 1,000 individuals about their spending habits. Uh, let's work through these, and perhaps people listening might also have been guilty of some of these Uh-oh. as well. Yeah. Well, maybe I have as well. I'm not sure about the audience, but I'm pretty sure I've been guilty of wasteful spending a time or two. I mean, did I really need to eat a whole pizza by myself? Or Probably. Yeah. Should I have went to the record store and uh, cashed my paycheck there? That one. Maybe <laughs> there too. <laughs> I, I do collect uh, vinyl records, and so that's my weakness right there. Um, you know, and I really thought that Beanie Baby investment I had was going to pay off. Yeah, well, the Beanie Baby album you bought was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad one. <laughs> Beanie Babies sing the hits. <laughs> but, you know, some so good place to start. Let's define what m- most of the people, the survey respondents, considered wasteful spending. Uh, the most commonly cited examples included paying too much for certain fees, paying a higher interest rate on financed items. They also included forgetting to return things that don't fit or can't be used. Those pieces of clothing you find in the closet five years later with a tag still attached. Oh, you know? not good. Yeah, consuming excess energy was also another wasteful habit that they mentioned as well. well th- those all seem like valid areas, Matt, uh, where people do uh, wastefully spend, but are those the most common areas from that survey? Well, the most common waste of money actually was throwing out leftovers or expired food. Ooh. And that's that's just hurtful on so many levels. If you yeah. think about it, you've you've wasted a farmer's time, you've wasted a you know producer's time, you've wasted gas, you've wasted shelves. I mean, there's so much food that, goes that somebody into actually what, yeah. probably needed. Yeah, and, that you spent money on and didn't need. And nearly seventy percent of the surveys respondents said they frequently engaged in that habit, and aligns with what the USDA estimates that in the United States, thirty to forty percent of the total food supply is wasted, and oh. that's just horrible. That's crazy. We to should think all be ashamed 40% of Forty percent of our Food supply in the United States is thrown out or wasted. Right. And we still see those commercials with those starving kids. Yeah, they're still starving people. Yeah. Uh, USDA also reported that food waste is the single largest component that goes into public landfills. So, wow. National challenge and easily avoidable. Yeah. Yeah. That said, I have to admit, you know, my family's been guilty of that too. And we've noticed that. Uh, and we are taking steps. I mean, our refrigerator is bare now more often than it's packed full. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing because usually if it's packed full, we clean it out, you know, once a month and just throw out tons of stuff. 
that we shouldn't have bought because we didn't eat. Now, I won't say that it's a great idea to waste food, but if you have extra food that's going to go bad, which is entirely possible, maybe you got a good sale on some vegetables. They don't give you sales on great vegetables. Usually it's stuff yeah. that's going to go. So maybe you didn't use that last tomato. How about you know signing up for one of the compost programs that are around or composting that food? You're going to yeah. end up with soil that you now don't have to buy. There you and, go. And uh, it can be helpful, but... In the end, if you can, just you know, don't waste that food. Now, some yeah. of the some of the other habits they talked about in the top ten, uh, frequenting fast food restaurants or buying overpriced beverages. You know, like coffee that costs seven dollars is yep. probably a little much. Um, impulse buying, of course, the famous one. There, there's a blog, "What Motivates Impulse Buying," from PsychologyToday.com, and it says that some individuals possess a personality trait called an impulse buying tendency which makes it easier to give into that temptation. I might alienate some people. That sounds like it's people making excuses for things, but it uh, can often lead to buyer's remorse, yep. which, you know, uh, ironically brings on happiness, which is also often the feeling impulse buyers were attempting to avoid. Yeah. So, so it's emotional purchasing, like, and I've been guilty of that in the past. I've had to watch it. Yeah. I'm somewhat so, obsessive compulsive. So uh, I have to watch my buying. And uh, fortunately, my wife helps rein me in. Yeah. She keeps me in check. So Again, to have the partner take the card. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So uh, how do we avoid these impulse buying habits? Uh, well, um, buying now and then in moderation, it can be harmless, even with impulse buying. As sure. As long as it's in moderation. I guess they say anything in moderation. Everything in moderation. But if you do everything in moderation, isn't that a lot of moderation? So you can't it's really too much. do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, if you find yourself <laughs> consistently falling into that temptation or if you feel you want to avoid it in certain situations, article from Psychology Today suggests ask yourself this question. Did I plan to buy this or, or did I get the urge to buy it just now? Uh, if the purchase wasn't part of an established plan, isn't on your shopping list or isn't part of your budget, you can probably chalk it up to an impulse buying temptation. Right. And I think the key is wait. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I'll buy this. You know, if I find something I want to buy, have a 24-hour cooling off period. And then if 24 hours later, you still have that same urge or desire or need, uh, then maybe go ahead. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the key word here is impulse. It's whatever the behavior is. If our, if our impulse is to argue with somebody, wait to see if you're still mad about it tomorrow. Right. We don't, we're not really. Able That's to, what I keep yeah. telling you, Matt. Yeah, I know. Wait, <laughs> shut your mouth, Tony. No. <laughs> Wait no. until tomorrow. No. Okay. Matt. Okay. I'm sorry. No, but honestly, you know, if you, whatever it is, it, we've been, we were this instant gratification society. Mm -hmm. And if you look, none, we all, we all hate being hard sold to. Yeah. And we go to buy a car and that person, what's that? Oh. What can we do to put you in this car today? Yeah. You know, that's become that obvious question. We hate that. Shut your big yapper. <laughs> so, you know, we all want the distance from that, but yeah. then we allow it of ourselves when we're outside of that situation. Our right. brain is telling us the same yeah. thing. Like, how do I get this today? Yeah. Wait a day. As soon yeah. as you hear that, like, how can I have this now? Wait a day. And yeah, see I think some think. people just have that built-in salesperson in their head. Yeah, <laughs> where they, uh, you know, they well, justify and sell themselves on buying things. Well, it's because we've been marketed to, especially now since almost the day we were born. Yeah, you need this, you want this, you need this, you want this, you need this, you want this, and so it's in our head. All without really, you know, there's only so long you can play the victim. But at some point, you have to realize you have to get that out of your yeah. head because it's been put there without your control in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I think uh, these are all great things that we need to consider. 
uh, when we're tempted to make a purchase. Now, let's uh, take a moment again to let our listeners know how to get a hold of you. And I know you offer some great, huge, amazing deal for our listeners yeah, out there, right? Here's something you don't need to sit around and think about for a day. Give us a call. Yeah, it's easy. Go on the website. No cost, no yeah. obligation. You're yeah. not spending any money. In fact, you're going to find out how to save some money, right? And we're not selling you anything by doing this. You know, there's no cost, there's no obligation. Like you said, it's complimentary. You come in, we sit down, we talk about some of these concepts, the things you need to do to put these things in place. If nothing else, you're going to learn something, yeah. right? Probably get a cup of coffee out of the deal as well. Some other drink you might like. Uh, but, you know, bottom line, it's simple. Call us, 800-339-9252. Visit us online, compass-ltd.com. All right, just a reminder, you are listening to The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner, the man with the plan, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, uh, today, we've been talking about tips on, you know, reducing spending and avoiding that wasteful spending, right? And... Mm -hmm. um, you kind of uh, turned your attention uh, from that study, themotleyfool.com, to uh, a wasteful spending article also in Motley Fool. And that looked at some of these common elements of wasteful spending. Um, and we talked about some of the top reasons for waste. Uh, and also, just a reminder to the listeners, they can actually go back and listen to this if they miss part of this episode or listen to past episodes or subscribe to the show as a podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Just go to the website, right? Right. And we cover a lot of information in each episode, so sometimes it's really helpful to go back and review some of the topics, and maybe you missed one before, so great way to see some of the stuff we talked about before. Now, turning back to our source for today, though, one more example of wasteful spending from the survey. And how about this? paying excessive fees or unnecessary interest. And again, this is credit cards are often a big part of our personal economies. Yep. However, when's the last time you took the time to compare your credit card interest rates and fees? You know, Are you sure you have the best card for your spending habits? Uh, many credit cards have reward programs, frequent flyer accumulation, or even cash back options. It'd be possible your credit cards aren't providing the best benefits for your spending habits. Wow. So taking the opportunity to maximize those rewards and benefits uh, could help uh, uh, be a valuable change, actually, in your spending habits. So why not take advantage of that, right? Absolutely. And there's an easy one. NerdWallet.com will help you find some of those, and they'll show you the best ones out there if you want to check that out. Uh, there's so many possibilities out there that can over impact your overall financial health. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to focus on these potential areas of wasteful spending is that you know, what can happen when those habits are adjusted? Uh, in the survey, respondents were asked what they would do with their money if they wasted less of it. 63% said they'd stress less about their personal finance situation, which, mm. you know, how much better is it to get that stress off your back? Yeah. You know, more than half felt they'd better their, meet their financial responsibilities. Now, here's some of the big stuff. 57% said they'd invest or invest more, and 61% said they'd save more for retirement. And we've talked about some of these numbers before about how many people aren't doing that and how underfunded so, people, so many people are. So by taking some of those steps, you can become – you can stop being one of those people and get into that other side of the thing. See, that's huge. And so wasteful spending habits are having a direct impact on people's long-term financial goals and can have a positive impact if they just cut it out. Yeah. I, saving money is difficult. It's, it's true. But no matter if it's for a rainy day or for long-term goal like retirement, there's tools like automatic contributions to a 401k or your individual retirement account, your IRA that can help. But if you could eliminate some wasteful spending habits, think how much more money you could save for your financial future. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. So 
by combining these ways to slash spending and then avoid wasteful spending habits, we can save more and fulfill those goals. Yeah, exactly. So let's recap the ways to cut spending from the Motley Fool article we mentioned earlier in the show. Again, you know, first tip, follow a budget. And as I mentioned before, for many people, a preliminary step would be to create a budget in the first place. Right. And we all hate the word budget, but it's important. Check. Right. And remember, a budget has your spending plan. It's not just what you're going to cut back. It's what you're allowed yeah, to spend It's more as well. of a spending plan. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't have to be painful. Now, tip number two, avoid spending for fun. Uh, not on fun, for fun. Focus your spending on necessities and do your best to avoid spending too much on entertainment or for an entertainment value. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, set an amount for entertainment as part of your budget, part of your spending plan. Stick to it. And the final tip to cutting back on spending, hide your credit cards. Make them less accessible and build in safeguards. Um, freeze them in a block of ice. <laughs> I love that one. Put them in a, in a vault deep inside a mountainside maybe. Or, you know, I mean, okay. make sure you discuss potential purchases with a, a partner course too before you take a leap you know that can really cause some big issues right and of course after we cut spending uh we try to avoid areas that result in wasteful spending right like the mall oh that's not the area you oh. meant. yeah you, you, <laughs> you're showing your age there <laughs> you can impact your fine you know personal finances by avoiding wasteful you know wasting money on impulse buying and avoid food waste you should also avoid excess fees and interest and slashing your spending avoiding wasteful excess be valuable tactics, create additional financial security. And I really hope discussion about these tips to curb spending has provided people with some ideas to improve their savings, help them reach their financial goals both today and in the future, Tony. Awesome, Matt. Because it's all about the future. It is. It's all about the kids. That's why we do what we do, Matt. That's why we do it. For the kids. For the kids. For the kids and, of course, seniors. Uh, So... Uh, that does it. That's a good note to end the show on today, Matt. Great show. Good information. Why don't you give our listeners that phone number and web address one more time before we go? Okay, but I'm going to do them in the opposite order. You know what? Your you, show, you know, Matt. Just because I like not being told what to do. No. <laughs> Compass-LTD.com and uh, the phone number 800-339-9252. And start by going to the top left-hand corner of the page. Fill out the color of money risk analysis. It's 11 questions. Anyone can handle it. And uh, it's a great way to get started when you come in for that complimentary consultation. There's no cost. There's no obligation. Remember to that. And we sit down and talk about some of the steps you need to take to you know, have that life you want now while focusing about on that life you want in the future. All right. And that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with Matt Brunner and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by
offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC, Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.